Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. We're moving on. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> Pete Thamel. If they lose this game, they could really spiral. With SI's Pat Forty. It's been a contentious little uh, run-up to this week's podcast here. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. All right, welcome to Pod Race for the Case. <laughs> we didn't pick last week, I don't recall. Any selections being made. <laughs> yeah. Convenient selective amnesia. Did you really go 0-6, Dan Wetzel? We're moving on. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> he went on to Cincinnati. You really went 0-6, I Sam? am still in the overall lead, 16-13-2. My record. My sterling record was, was a setback. There was an incident last week. It was not good. But uh, Sully and Pat went 4-2, Pete. Went two and four, and uh, my picks did not go so well. Pete, 16, 14, and one. Pat is uh, dead 500, 15, 15, and one. Sully, 14, 16, and one. I wanted to make it like a little more interesting. I didn't want to run away from it. Run away. We're all tightly bunched right now. It's, uh, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, so each, yeah. each game matters now. Every game matters. We've we've had it's been a contentious little uh, run up to this week's podcast here. I mean, we we had we had Sully caught in an accounting error, giving Pete too many wins. Mm-hmm, we we had Dan trying to go keeper league. <laughs> yeah. By the way, any insinuation that mm. I had anything to do For with the Sully's second bad time math. in five yeah, weeks, I'm I caught Sully giving an extra victory to Pete, and I accused yep. him of secretly buying Popeye sandwiches on DoorDash and sending it to his house <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, Sully, I did not like that. You got, got a little anger at that, but I think I hit, do- I hit dog barks, man. I hit dog barks. <laughs> no, I, I, I accidentally gave him. Sully claimed he weighs 250 Stop the steal, pounds. Sully. Let's just, get the proper vote count here. I gave him, I gave him the Notre Dame game. That wasn't a counting error. I'm glad he checked right. my math. It was, it was no. good. Between, yeah. between that and, and Dan trying to turn fat bear week into a keeper league. There's, there's a lot of shenanigans going on this week. A lot going on. I'm going to go go break into a high school press box and smoke some meth. <laughs> now, that'd be a good AL.com story. I went 0-6 because I was smoking meth in a high school press box. It's a great story. Just walk the four miles, dude. Don't steal the car. <laughs> number eight, Arkansas at number two, Georgia. Game is noon on ESPN. Georgia is giving 18 and a half points. 
The over-under is 48.5. of the bets, 80% of the monies on Woo Pig Suey. How about that? 18 and a half. Big old bite of the apple. Pat Forty. What say you? Uh, yeah, give me the hogs there. That's too many points for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, as I said on the, the earlier podcast this week, I mean, Arkansas is legit solid. I mean, there, there's nothing been nothing fluky about their 4-0 to this point. Secondly, this is going to be a low-scoring defensive game. I think the over-under is like 48, so you got to score a lot to, I mean, to win by 18 and a half to cover that. I just don't see Georgia scoring that much. I don't see Arkansas scoring that much either. I, I just think that's too big a number for a low-scoring game. And third, like, if you're going to get that many points, maybe you need short fields and turnovers, and Arkansas doesn't turn the ball over, at least not so far. So Arkansas 4-0 and against the spread, going to be 5-0 and after this one. Georgia wins, Arkansas covers. So I'm, I'm predicting that I'm going to be a lone wolf on this. Every piece of empirical evidence, everything we've seen so far from this season would tell you to take Arkansas, take the points. The line is too big. And I'm suspicious of it. So I'm going to take Georgia. I am going to go counter everything. One of the weaknesses, if I look back on, you know, these goofy little betting games we do is I tend to like just stay convicted against a team that's burnt me. And that's exactly what I'm doing here with Arkansas. I I did not think they'd be this good. I've been wrong every (laughs) Arkansas pick and I'm going to continue to be wrong. I am taking Georgia. Georgia is going to shut Arkansas out. They're going to win 24 to nothing. And I am taking the bulldog. So I will get my, my lone wolf gif ready. We knew Pat was getting chesty last week when uh, his son Mitchell and I were in the BC press box. We did not know that Pat actually knew how to use uh, gifs on his phone. This was a new technological adaptation for our caveman friend. So I I'm getting my lone wolf gif ready. You guys are both picking the Arkansas. I know you are. Dan's not picking against his soulmate. I used my wolf gift to uh, to taunt you boys because uh, uh, who who would who I have that came through as Notre a wolf? Dame? I don't remember I who it was, that. but there you go. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, KJ Jefferson is a little banged up. I could see why that gets this line to eight and a half. Traylon Burks also a little banged up, but Sam Pitt said they're both going. So why the hell is this at eighteen and a half? I don't know. Give me the hoggies. Like Pat said, shouldn't be that many scoring on both sides of this game. I think the hogs keep it close. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't get the spread. It's it's, a, it's the ultimate. What does Vegas know? I don't get the spread. Yep. I mean, I, look, Arkansas was able to hold Texas A and M to ten points. They were in a three. They they were at a three man rush plenty. And I mean, it was a terrible job by by Jimbo. He was busy signing his new contract. I think uh, <laughs> didn't get around to actually designing a, a plan. I don't think they're going to be able to drop eight. But they were getting home a little bit with some of those linemen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's ball control for Arkansas. Eighteen and a half makes no sense. I'm going Arkansas. You can have them. You can have them, Pete. You can have Georgia. I don't know. I'm going with Arkansas. I was not planning on picking Arkansas if this spread was anything other than so big. First road game for Arkansas. Don't underestimate like just that first time you've been on the road now in, in two plus years. I don't know. I mean, look, Georgia scored. Uh, they didn't score a touchdown against Clemson. Nope. And uh, they haven't done any. I mean, they, they haven't played anybody else. Now, they've looked unbelievable in their other games, but it's not, you know, who knows? What's a, what's what's a 10? What's a touchdown victory over Clemson worth at this point? I do think and they, they, this is not saying that Arkansas is like Mississippi, but I think this is the best offense that they that Georgia will face so far through five weeks. 
So that's it. Number seven, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame. Game is at 2.30 on NBC. Uh, Cincinnati is giving two. That's right. Laying two. Over-unders 51. Per bet MGM, the 65% of the bets, 50% of the handle is on Notre Dame. I'm rolling with the Bearcats. They had five pre-snap penalties in the first half against Indiana. It was one of the most like diligent efforts at self-destruction I've ever seen. They didn't flinch. And again, playing at Indiana and playing at Notre Dame are very different, but it was a road environment against a very good team. I don't really think this Notre Dame team is very good. The, the one thing I would, the one thing, the only thing that worries me about Cincinnati is their offensive line stinks. Their tackles aren't very good. And if there is a vulnerability that Notre Dame can take advantage of, it would be on that line. But Notre Dame's offensive line isn't very good. Cincinnati is not like the one of those smaller schools that's like some magic scheme or anything. They have really good players. They have four players who NFL folks say probably are going to be first two round picks. Sauce Gardner, the corner, Ritter, the quarterback. Majay Sanders, the defensive end, who's really good. And then uh, they have Josh Wiley, the tight end. NFL people love. He's 6'7". He's Travis Kelsey 2.0. I mean, Cincinnati has more high-end talent than than Notre Dame, and that's why they're going to win. Absolutely. I think I think this is a, a Cincinnati victory. Uh, I have to correct you on one point, Pete. You said that Notre Dame's offensive line isn't very good. Notre Dame's offensive line is bad. Thank you. It is bad. 32 rushes for three yards against Wisconsin. 3.5 yards of carry against Purdue. 3.3 yards of carry against Toledo. 1.8 yards of carry against Florida State. They can't run the ball. They can't protect the quarterback very well. The quarterback, at least the starting quarterback, if Jack Cohn plays, is not mobile. If they have to go to the backups, it could be Drew Pine in his first start or Tyler Buckner in his first start. I just think this sets up as a tough, tough situation for Notre Dame's offense. They've got some guys that can make some plays, Chris Tyree, uh, Kevin Austin, but you got to get them the ball in space because they're not doing it out of the backfield. You know, you may be able to chuck a couple up deep and hit a couple, but... Uh, that is a good secondary you're throwing against. So I, I just think that Notre Dame offense is the weakest link in this game by quite a bit. And as you said, yeah, the, the Cincinnati offensive line isn't great. If they heat up Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter can run. And Desmond Ritter has become, as a senior, a guy that makes good decisions with the ball otherwise. Maybe Kyle Hamilton can be Superman and like get a couple of turnovers himself and sacks and things like that. But uh, I just I think that Notre Dame is going to have a hard time generating points and generating good field position for most of this game. So give me the Bearcats and I think maybe even easily. I was just going to quickly add Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, obviously came from Cincinnati. You can look at that two different ways, but I really feel like that gives the Cincinnati offensive coaches an advantage. They know what Freeman is going to try to do. Wow, that's even a better nugget. I, I'm I'm all over the, the Bearcats now. I'm laying the points in this one. Ritter is quite the step up from Graham Mertz. Uh, this is the Bearcats Super Bowl, and I think they will be up for the road challenge. I actually think Notre Dame's got more high end talent, but not a quarterback. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Cincinnati on this tricky, tricky bet. But I don't feel great about it as you guys. But I'm, I'll take Cincinnati to win this game. Just really haven't seen much out of the Irish. They play an actual team that can keep its act together. Uh, I do think Notre Dame's offensive line will do, well, we'll see. I think they'll do a little better against Cincinnati. All right, so we're all on on that one. Ole Miss, hey, number two. Yeah? Just should point out quickly, I mean, they, they, 
Notre Dame has won 26 in a row at home. So, I mean, there's some reason they've, they've got some mojo going there, but I still just don't think they're the better team here. I mean, I just, it's the two points too. I just, it feels like this last second, I mean, you're getting points at home, you're Notre Dame, you're playing Cincinnati. It's a hard pick to, to go against, but uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati with you guys. All right. Number 12, Ole Miss at number one, Alabama, 3:30 on CBS. Bama is laying 14.5, a diabolical number in college football gambling. Is that (laughs) over under 78, 70% of the money, 80, 70% of the bets, 80% of the money is on the rebels. Everyone's going upset here. Pat 40. What do you think? Yes. The hook will set you free. (laughs) I'm, I'm taking Mississippi and I'm taking the hook. I'm taking that 14 and a half. The half could be big. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be high scoring. I mean, if anything, it may be an over-under. I, the, what, the, what I'm looking at, the over-under has gone up from 74.5 to 79.5. So people are hammering the over. But if I, I just think that Ole Miss has the weapons to score. I did see Alabama's defense give up 244 on the ground to Florida. So there is a weakness there. Again, Lane Kiffin, as I said earlier in the week, Lane Kiffin has been thinking about this game and thinking about this game and thinking about this game and how he can win this game for months. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm saying they're going to take Alabama well into the fourth quarter in this and cover the spread. Boy, this is this is one if I was using actual money, I would stay far away from. I'm going to take Ole Miss, but I don't feel good about it. I, again, the number's too big. I have a little like Vegas skepticism on it. Yeah, I just, I, I'm not completely sold on what Alabama's defense is and could be quite yet. So I, I think Lane will figure out a way to move the ball. I don't know if it'll be as high scoring as, as I mean, it's a big number for an over-under. A big number. And I just don't know if if Saban at the end of the day is going to want to play that way. Yeah, I will uh I will take the Rebels who have the better quarterback and they have a coach who's going to pull out all the stops. I'm going to roll with the tide here. The line would be ginormous if it wasn't for Florida showing a little bit of uh, a weakness in that rush defense. I think Saban's had a couple weeks to shore it up. Ole Miss has gotten better at D, but you're still not going to slow down this this Bama attack. I'll lay the points. Give me the tide until proven otherwise. I'm jealous, Sully. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. I would go under. I actually think the... I, I think the defenses are better this year than last. I think everyone's remembering last year's game, and they're just going to score every time. Alabama, Bryce Young looks terrific, but Alabama last year, and in this, it, it, but he's he's still a first year starter. Last year in the Ole Miss game, Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, and Jalen Waddle was still healthy. Yeah, they're going to score a gazillion. But they don't have that this year, so I don't think Alabama scores that many points, which is why I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover this game. Uh, and I'm skeptical of that 79 and a half. I mean, that's a, that's a huge number. That's my, I, I, the Alabama offense is really good, but they've got a, you've got a, that last year's Alabama offense was one of the greatest offenses statistically ever. Yes. I mean, that's three top 15 picks right there. Besides all the, I mean, it's just, it's just a score that many. I think Ole Miss's defense is a little bit better. So I just, I think I'll take Ole Miss on this. This is violating my rule of don't bet against Bama. So I'm probably heading to 0 6 again. This You're week. due, Dan. Know. You're due, I'm... man. You are due. <laughs> I'll even lose fat. I may lose fat bear week, too. I don't know. <laughs> All right, number 21, Baylor at number 19, Oklahoma State Games in Stillwater, 7 p.m. Eastern, ESPN 2. Pokes are given three and a half, over-unders 49.5. 50% of the bets, 70% of the money is on the Stillwater Mullets team. I don't really like either team. 
they're both kind of empty, undefeated, <laughs> and neither have been like tested, tested yet. I am going to say that Oklahoma State figures out a way to win at home. This is going to be Baylor has played two road games, but I don't count trips to San Marcos and Lawrence to play Texas State and Kansas as actual uh, actual road games. Yeah, I I don't have a great feel for either team. Air on the side of Oklahoma State playing at home and Baylor running out of a little juice after its big win over Iowa State. I'm not convicted on this at all, though. So I'll take I'll take the pokes at home. Yeah, I will say just like if you're going to sit home and watch games all day, the setup, I mean, the the schedule works out really well. This will be a fun Saturday. You know, there's big games at noon, 2.30, 3.30, and then at night you've got some really interesting ones too. So uh, congratulations to everybody who's got no plans other than being on the couch or at the bar or at the club or wherever you watch football because it's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm taking the pokes as well. I just – I, I, they have played a better schedule than than Baylor has. I thought Kansas they, they they won at Boise, which to me is a good win. And then they came back and they thumped Kansas State pretty hard, and Kansas State was unbeaten and had looked pretty solid. So that showed me a little something out of Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders played very well at quarterback in that game uh, for the Cowboys, and their defense has been solid. They they do not give up a ton. Um, so I, I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, Baylor has probably maxed out a little bit getting to 4-0, and and I don't see him getting to 5-0. and Give me the Cowboys and the 4.5 or 3.5, whatever the number is. You're right, Pat. They they did take out an impressive Kansas State team, but they, they're banged up a quarterback. Thompson's still not back for those Wildcats, so uh, take that with a little bit of grain of salt. Baylor, though, looked really good last week against Iowa State. The one thing that concerns me about the Bears is their rush defense. They gave up 190 yards to Brees Hall. They're seventh third in the country, but they're going to stack the box. They're going to force Sanders to beat him with his legs. I like Bohannon at quarterback for Baylor. Give me the Bears. I'm, uh, I'm taking Oklahoma State. I think this is a classic, decent, good Oklahoma State team. I think Baylor's punching above their weight right now. I think Oklahoma State wins. You know, the the victory over Kansas State's pretty impressive. Uh, They should have lost to Boise. It was a bad, bad ref. Blew a whistle on a what it should have been like a scoop and score. Or Boise should have won that game. But I don't think there's any shame there. I'll take. I'm just taking Oklahoma State in this. All right, Arizona State at number twenty UCLA, ten thirty. On FS1, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, UCLA is giving three and a half. The over-under is 54.5. Bet MGM, 60% of the bets, half the money is split. 60% of the bets are on UCLA. Sully, you go first on this one. Both of these teams have roasted me this year in the race. (laughs) Oh, my God. I cannot stay in this game. And it's going to be a classic (laughs) Pac-12 after dark show. (laughs) UCLA has a poor pass defense, which gives Jaden Daniels and company an advantage if They don't shoot their own foot off. UCLA, on the other hand, will be going up against a pretty damn good pass defense from Arizona State, and they probably have the best defense in the Pac-12 overall. With that being said, I'm going to ride with the Sun Devils. Wow. I can't get the memory of the the scar tissue off of me from Arizona State's game against BYU. They were so bad. 16 penalties, just couldn't get out of their own way, undisciplined. Uh, So I'm going to take UCLA here, give the three and a half. I agree their pass defense is horrific, and this this will be one of those fun late-night games to watch. But uh, give me the Bruins to win and cover the 3.5. I'm pretty convicted on the the Bruins here. I, I feel like when Arizona State has had to show metal, they've turtled. 
I think this is really going to be a big turning point for the Arizona State program as a uh, as as a whole right now. If they lose this game, they could really spiral. We all kind of think the clock is ticking on Herm Edwards with the NC investigating their COVID stuff, and I just don't know if this program as a whole can go face a road test. They certainly were a puddle the last time they had to. And uh, I just think UCLA is better up front on both sides of the ball. And Chip kind of knows what he has. Went to Stanford and really outpounded Stanford on the road. Um, I just think that they they will be able to dominate this game at home. I'm just going Bruins. People jumped off the bandwagon when they lost to Fresno, but Fresno's good. Solid win last week over Stanford, Arizona State. I don't know what I'm getting. So I'm going to take UCLA on that. All right. Locks of the week. Anyone ready with a lock of the week? Anyone do any homework? Sully's usually ready. As the great Georgia-born philosopher Burt Lance once said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Give me Tennessee plus three over Mizzou in in the Beanpot Classic. You're giving me points <laughs> against the team that downright sucks against the run. Vols running back Tyon Evans <laughs> said, we are fixing to have some fun, and I tend to agree with him. Basilak is a giraffe back there. <laughs> Did you they're just gonna, call uh, Connor Basilak a giraffe? Him, get him under pressure. Take him out. What does that even mean? He is a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just a big one. I mean, I know giraffes are fast. We've, we've, we've known that this is a fact, but... He, he just looks like a lumbering oaf back there under pressure. Tennessee is going to be able to dial it up. They're strong against the run on the flip side, and they're going to be able to limit Tyler Batty. Give me the three homer points. Lock it up, baby. <laughs> have you ever wow. been to the zoo, Sully? What is the Chattanooga Zoo? <laughs> I have. When you were a kid, I don't think they had giraffes. Because I don't think you know what the giraffe looks like or how it moves. Oh, they're fast. I know. I'm just saying. He just looks does like a lumbering long, oaf back does there. Does he have a long pressure. neck? He's, he's like a long neck and he has a has a has a knee brace on there and he's just he, he looks <laughs> Do giraffes like, come with knee braces? I, I don't know. Yes, they do. Okay. They yes, have, they do. <laughs> they have long, very long knees. All right. Uh, Whatever the hell that was. Pat, pick somebody. <laughs> okay. Um I'm going with Burt Lance too, even though I didn't know it, and saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that means I'm betting against Florida State again. It worked for me last week. They are giving four and a half. Winless Florida State is giving four and a half at home against Syracuse. I know Syracuse ain't great, but Syracuse is three and one, has showed some moxie, has showed some defensive ability. Florida State has showed me nothing. So I'm going to say Florida State, Syracuse covers the four and a half at Tallahassee. How, how is that the spread? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, jo- I looked at that. I was like, oh, well, that's easy. But you're also betting on Syracuse, a team that went one in 10 last year, and uh, their quarterback was six of 15. Like, they stuck me last week when they cut the yeah. Liberty. Yeah, that was started a, that by was dead at home, though. I, I, <laughs> look, their defense is still in the top 10 after that after that Liberty game. Uh, Tony White's done a great job with that 3 3 5. And I just, I don't know. I, like Mike Norvell is too good of a coach to not figure something out offensively with if it's Jordan Travis and whatnot. So so I'm debating right now between taking Iowa at Maryland, breaking every cardinal gambling rule of taking a weeknight road favorite. Uh, Iowa is giving three and a half at Maryland, or I'm going to take South Carolina at home against Troy Troy got blown out by Louisiana Lafayette on the road last week. I don't know what would what would what would all of a sudden have them come within seven points of South Carolina. So you know what? I'm gonna take South Carolina against Troy. South Carolina is the 
anomalous rebuilding team that has really good offensive and defensive lines. And so I think they'll be able to push Troy around. I mean, Troy lost handily to Louisiana Lafayette last week. So I just don't see how they're going to march in and, and hang close to a uh, with with an with an SEC team. They lost by 13 at Monroe. So there would have to be some weird football physics if they don't lose by 13 in Columbia. So I don't care if uh, if Sully is playing quarterback for the Gamecocks at this point. All right, screw it. You know what I'm going to take for my lock of the week? Michigan. Michigan's yeah. going to beat Wisconsin. Given one point. Wisconsin's given them one point. Whatever that's yep. I don't like Wisconsin at all. And I think Michigan can beat them. I think they'll they'll be able to run the ball on them. And I think they'll be able to grind it out. And I think their defense will give uh, uh, some hell to uh, Graham Mertz. And I know it's on the road, but I don't care. So I'm taking Michigan as my lock of the week over Wisconsin. Uh, Wolverines move to 5-0. and My best bet of the entire year was Michigan over under seven wins. Yeah, I think that was a, my my best bet. So I'm taking that. I looked at some others. Game that we have to pick. I'm adding a game to the to the calendar. We have to make this bet. <laughs> Connecticut Huskies visit the Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> this is sub bean is, pot. Sub bean like pot. Pinto sub bean pot. Whatever the hell uh, this that is. That game's on TV. Huh? It's on ESPNU. It's it's an SEC game. It's got to be on TV. Seven thirty at night on ESPNU. If anybody uh, watches that, our don't tell. Don't, don't admit are it. The exact people <laughs> who watch that game, Pat. Like, if you're thinking of attending the game, go find one of the one million other things to do in Nashville <sighs> yes. on Saturday night. Okay. Even get on I one mean, of those like annoyingly trite bachelorette party scooter third cycle things that go around Nashville. Do that instead of going to this game. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely tune in. I mean, uh, it's just there's just so much going on here. If you don't know the spread, anyone want to make a guess on it? I'm looking at it. It's it's horrifying me. I'm looking at it. Okay, I just mean, just what do you think, Pete? What do you think a UConn Van, at Vanderbilt spread? Should so I would be? think you got to make Vanderbilt a six and a half point favorite. Okay, they're fourteen and a half. They are fourteen and a half what? point favorite. <laughs> First off, the over under should be nine. <laughs> <laughs> Vanderbilt is a 14 and a half point favorite. It's just like mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Pat, who do you pick? Uh, I, you know, look, UConn showed a pulse, showed some heart last week, nearly won <laughs> a game against an undefeated team. Give me UConn and the, the 14 plus the hook. The hook shall set you free. Vanderbilt would beat like Brentwood Academy by 14 and a half. It beat Colorado <laughs> State. Not, Barely. They do have a win. 14. UConn hasn't won in since before their national championship season. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of points. I just can't see them laying that dinosaur egg on the road. So, so who you got? I got UConn. Oh, UConn. UMass has lost 15 straight. By the way, that was the headline in the uh, Boston Globe <laughs> on Sunday, Dan. So I almost picked you, that. New England United is closer than people know. I'm laying the points, baby. Let's go. Doors anchored down. Come on. Sully, such a SEC East homer, Sully. Uh, uh, I mean, is Paige Becker's coming? Is she she going to be there? (laughs) Uh, As far as I'm concerned, Vanderbilt must have just gotten absolutely physically abused. I mean, they lost 62 zip to Georgia. I think they're going to be sore. I don't don't think they got 14 and a half in them. I'll take in the Huskies. New England United, rise up. Do something. One of you two miserable programs. Let's get a win. Let's get a win. Four, four lone wolves this week for me. I am ready to take the lead. 
had to bet it. All right, there you go. If you listened to me last week, sorry. Don't listen this week. Buy Apple stock, <laughs> leave reviews, and tell your friends about us also. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday to overreact, late Sunday night, Monday, to overreact to all of it. Have some more fun. Appreciate you guys listening. Talk to you later.